5: Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24/7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
4: This is Vsin Final Countdown
1: with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on vSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Welcome in to VEASAN Final Countdown on a Manic Monday. Alongside Matt Brown, I'm Stormy Bonantoni. We're live from the South Point studio in Las Vegas, Nevada. The Eagles are 5-0. and oh, The Bills are still juggernauts. Backup quarterbacks are making things interesting. Tom Brady continues to get absurd calls. And we have all that and a whole lot more to get into on this overreaction Monday. And plus, of course, what does Monday mean? Monday Night Football. And we've got Chiefs and Raiders in AFC West clash happening at Arrowhead a little bit later. But where we want to start today, Matt... Mm-hmm hmm is what is the beginning of the end unfortunately
6: Oh no it's the end of, it's the end of the end. It's not the beginning of the end, it's the end of the end for me. And that's all that matters. The
3: Jacksonville Jaguars. The
6: Jacksonville
3: crushing souls all over it, it America. It doesn't
6: matter if it was a Jaguar or a jaguar. Listen, listen. For- no, all I'm just saying is, <laughs> like, they all lost. It doesn't matter uh, if the team was a Jaguar, if the team was a jaguar. It doesn't really matter. How are you all holding lost.
3: up emotionally? They
6: all lost. Honestly, I don't. It doesn't. I don't care. Like, I mean, because I didn't consider anybody else, right? So it, it would be different if I was, if it was one of the things where I'm like, oh man, I was waffling until the deadline on this and this and whatever. It was like, no, we, we talked about it. Our power ratings this week were, was Jags, Niners, Vikings, but I was going to play the Niners next week, and I was going to save the Vikings for a little bit later when their schedule lightened up a little bit. So, I mean, it was never the two teams that were – Second and third in the power range. Yeah, they won. And whatever people are like, oh, you could have played them. You could have split the entries. Yeah, I mean, yeah, coulda, woulda, whatever. I'm trying right? to like yeah. I'm trying to win, right? I wanted to have both further down the line. And then I start splitting the entries, right? And then I start like trying to play some game theory stuff. This was just it just is what it is. I mean, the team went out and, you know, we're, we'll review, you know, a lot of the games today. And this, if you go look at the box score, if you watched the game, I don't know if you did, probably 449 of you did because you were you were watching the same thing I was. I mean, they dominated the game except for on the scoreboard. And that happens sometimes. And there was a very, very, very horrible, untimely interception yep. thrown by Trevor Lawrence. There was a terrible, terrible, horrible decision made by Trayvon Walker that co- I'm not going to say cost him the game, but I mean, you're looking at it, the difference between a third and 20 and a, and a first and 10. I mean, like he, it was the worst, one of the worst personal fouls I've seen of the NFL season, where not only did he jump off, not only did he jump off sides, he's the only one in the backfield. And then he twirls around Davis mills and then slings him to the ground right in front of the judge. And like, what is the guy supposed to do? He had no choice, but to flag him for that. And, and, you know, they lose 13 to six on again, a very, very one-sided lopsided game outside of what happened on the scoreboard. So it is what it is. And just to
3: support that as you go through it, the Jags had nearly 200 more yards of offense, but they turned the ball over twice. Oh, and three in the red zone. Oh, and three on fourth down attempts. Trevor Lawrence now has turned the ball over seven times in the last two games which which is unfortunate because we've been talking about how much it feels like this Jaguars team mm-hmm. has grown. Um, and then you have these types of an issue, these types of issues from your quarterback. And it's really, really frustrating. My dad wants to murder me because he had a seven team <laughs> parlay going One six of seven, the one loser is the Jaguars money line who I was the most confident in. It was my favorite teaser leg of the weekend. And teasers I hate right now, by the way. Not going great. Um, But, you know, RIP to, I mean, Survivor has just been gutted. By the way, yes. we, from 6,133 entries now to 718 remaining, 449, 36.7 percent of the entries this week on the Jaguars. It is, it is getting very, very thin. So congratulations to those of you out there who are still in the running.
6: Yeah, it's and, and look, it's a, it's gonna at this point. I mean, you're. You've gotten to the point where you can almost just play chalk every week at this. I mean, so long as you've, if you're still. Just stay if you're alive. Still in there. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like, you can almost play chalk every week now. Like, game theory won't come into a play until way till you get close to, like, Thanksgiving now at this point. So, good on you, good on all you guys out there. But yeah, Trevor Lawrence was the 20th graded quarterback. Of course, we only have, we still have two more to play tonight. So he was 20th out of 30 um, on the week. And you can look and the guys that, that were that were better than him, you know, not very many. And and it's the guys that you would expect to be worse than, it. you know, Russell Wilson was absolutely horrible this past week. We know Matt Ryan was terrible this past week. You know, he's talking about, you know, Skylar Thompson wasn't even that much worse than than uh, Trevor Lawrence was this week. So, yeah, just a, a brutal, brutal game for him and a bad loss. And, and what it does is it sets up a pretty interesting game now This week between them and the Colts, because Mm -hmm. it is still super important in that division because it is completely and utterly up for grabs. Because the Colts somehow have figured out ways to squeak out a couple of wins this season. And so here we are where, you know, a Jags-Colts game heading into, into week six is going to be a big thing.
3: Yeah, I saw that at one and a half earlier today. Now Colts minus two, hosting the Jaguars total in that 142. Texans, meanwhile, have a bye as they improved to 1-3-1. and one. You mentioned the 49ers being, hey, a potential option for a lot of folks this week. And they got the win over the Panthers, which has now resulted in the firing of Panthers head coach Matt Rule into his... His third season. It was a 37-15 loss yesterday. A 1-4 start. 11 and what's the right? 11 and 27 in yeah. his time to this point. 1 and 27 in games with which the opposition had scored 17 or more points. That is an ugly, ugly thing to have assigned to you as a head coach. Steve Wilkes will be the interim head coach moving forward. Former defensive coordinator for the team. He's been the defensive pass game coordinator currently now. Um, has some head coaching experience with the Cardinals. Of course, was fired after just one year. But Matt Rule out in Carolina, what's your general feel for, I mean, this coming week, they're at the Rams (laughs) and the rest of their season... Uh, there's not a whole lot to like, especially with no. the news now that Baker Mayfield has a high ankle sprain and is going to be injured and like, looking like we're going to have P.J. Walker this week.
6: Yeah, this was – if only I could have seen the future – if if I, if I only could have seen the future that the Jags were going to lose and not that Matt Rule was going to lose his job. Like, we predicted this on the show that if he yeah. lost big, that it was probably going to be his last game, and, and it is. And it makes total sense because what you're trying to do now at this point is the – they'll never say it out loud, but you're trying to lose, like, at this point because you're going to liquidate some of your assets here. You're going to trade off for it to get more draft capital, and it's a rebuild in Carolina at this point. And so you want one of those top three, four picks so that you can get one of those top three quarterbacks that are coming out in the draft this year. So this is this is what they're setting themselves up for right now. And plus, you let, the, you let everybody know that this job's open. Are, mm-hmm. If you're interested, you know, we'll be uh, – We'll certainly be looking around, and then with Matt Rule, I think the other deal is, is you know, it's a financial thing as well. Because if you fire him this early, everyone keeps talking about the forty million. So, but it's going to get offset by whatever whatever gig that he gets mm-hmm. like next. And so, if you fire him this early, then he can start kind of like fishing around for one of those college gigs that he's going to get next year, as it is anyway. And then you know, it's it's so yeah, it's, it's going to work out for everybody here. No big deal. I'm just dying that he's going to end up at Auburn and then turn Auburn into like a perennial powerhouse. And it should be one more (laughs) team in the West that LSU has to face every single year. That's just going to be awesome. But uh, this, this makes total sense. And again, the Carolina Panthers should be a bet against team moving forward. Again, no incentive whatsoever to win. And I think again, the players are going to play hard. Players always play hard, but the front office can do whatever they can do to try to make it more difficult to win. Mm -hmm. And I think that some of those defensive assets are going to get traded away. Maybe even an offensive asset or two is going to get traded away. And uh, this is going to be a this going to be one of those teams yeah. we're going to be looking at and talking about. Oh wow, I can't believe how bad they were.
3: Yeah, and I feel terrible for the Panthers organization because David Tepper obviously signed him to a seven-year mm-hmm. deal with the belief that he was going to be a program builder, an organization builder, the way that he was a program builder, right, with Temple and Baylor in college football, the things that he did. Five head coach openings in uh, Power Five: ASU, Colorado, Georgia Tech, Wisconsin, and Nebraska. So I'm sure he's going to all of a sudden catapult to the top mm-hmm. of a lot of those lists. But let's get into some Monday Night Football because. We we have a great game, well, potentially a great game, at least listening to Raiders radio locally mm-hmm. on the drive-in. Vegas thinks it's going to be um, a good game for them. <laughs> I'm not so sure I'm not confident. The Chiefs is a seven-point home favorite in Arrowhead. They have had a ton of success against the Raiders um, in the time that Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback of this team since Andy Reid has been at the helm, and I'm not so sure that that changes today, but what is your outlook on tonight's game?
6: Yeah, this is uh, what well, my outlook is Chiefs police Please, God, win the game. Like, oh, my God, please. please, please Speaking please, of teasers please, yeah, and please, how much we hate them. Please, God, Come win, the, through. Please, please, God win the game. I mean, outside of, outside of going down in Survivor, if the Chiefs don't win this game, it will be my worst single NFL week in seven years. That's how long it's been. I mean, like, the Dolphins bet never had a chance. You lose Teddy Bridgewater in the first series. That was DOA. Then the Eagles just ch- shut it down in the second half. Don't score any points in the second half. At all, and the the you know, and then of course the uh, Green Bay teaser legs and stuff are all dead. Uh, it, oh man, it's it was it's it's going to be a rough yeah. week if the Chiefs don't win. But look, it's sitting seven right now. DraftKings, there are a couple of seven and a halves out there if you are looking to play the Raiders and totals 51 and a half. Again, we went over key numbers from totals uh, a couple of weeks ago. Really, only fifty one is kind of that number that we you know it was the one and once you get up into the high numbers, it was really the only one that kind of showed up more than like one point something percent or something like this was close to 5%, the, the 51. So that is a key ish number sitting on that 51 and a half right now, 52 uh, out there at a couple of the different books. But you look at, you look at this one and from a total aspect, I'm going to lay off, but you can kind of make a case. I think for, for both mm-hmm. sides here, pretty compelling. One of which is this offense from Kansas city has been absolutely fantastic. The red zone defense for the Raiders has been absolutely atrocious. And then shockingly enough, the only team with,
2: with a worse with a red, worst zone red zone defense, defense yes. is,
6: is the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs' defense has been good overall. Right. But for whatever reason, when they let them inside the 20, they're not giving up field goals or letting them score touchdowns. And so it's one of those there, – there's your over right there, right? Chiefs' offense, two bad red zone defenses. are not going to be settling for field goals. Next thing you know, they're in the end zone. But then the other side of, of, of this for the under is – I mean, look, there's been a very underperforming Raiders offense so far this year. And this front this, this front four for Kansas City has been putting a ton of pressure on the quarterback. They're fifth in pressure rate right now, and they don't have to blitz all that much. And when they do blitz, that's that being said, they're getting home with the blitzes as well. And Derek Carr doesn't function very well under pressure mm-hmm. and certainly when he's getting blitzed. And so there's like... When there's two really compelling cases to me for how this thing could go, the total for me just kind of off the table.
3: Which is funny because I was looking at the team totals and I was like, oh man, it... Both of them are so attractive in their own right to potentially go over. Um, So we can talk about that a little bit later. Julian Edlow, NFL and NBA analyst over at DraftKings. He's going to join us. We'll get a full preview with him of Monday Night Football as well as our own prop watch and final bets on the game. We'll also have Vinny Maiulo coming up in hour two. Take us behind the counter. Tell us where the money is going. But when we come back, more NFL news and updates, recapping what was a great Sunday of week five in the National Football League.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio
5: app, DraftKings YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: It both to That's do my, my day,
1: <laughs> I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. 3 out of 4 US adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody Stanford
2: Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic, with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's lee acom forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
5: This is v Final Countdown
1: with Stormy Bonatone and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
3: Lace up your skates with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boost this hockey season. The action will start right at Puck Drop Tuesday night with our Tuesday first goal insurance promotion. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app every Tuesday and place a first goal scorer wager on any game. It's a whole new game. And I'm- Wait,
6: <laughs> hockey starts tomorrow? Yes. Not next Tuesday. This Tuesday? Yes. Go Caps!
3: Get it going. Go caps. Now Let's do is this. Capitals. Are you a good this skater? Do what? Are you a good skater? No,
6: I've actually never ice skated before in my whole life. Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? Why? Fun story. Not fun for the person, but fun. You know. Anyway, uh, so there was. I grew up in Northwest Louisiana, and there's a mall in Dallas called the Galleria, and they had a indoor, you know, skating thing, right? There's no place to skate in Shre- Shreveport, Louisiana, right? So, you go over. I'm waiting in line. Me and my brother are waiting in line. There's somebody who obviously is like done this before out there doing their stuff and doing whatever and all this. Yeah, trying to do some tricks. And and then one of the tricks didn't go all that great. And then they hit. And then the first thing that hit was their forehead, like face into the ice. And they get up and their head is split open and blood is just gushing out everywhere on the ice or whatever. And I took the skates and I turned around and I sat them up on the thing and I was like, nope. Thank you very much. I don't need to be. But you're not
3: going to be out there doing flips and spins and stuff. And then that was it. And
6: check you later. Done. so. So
3: funny. How old are you?
6: Probably like nine, ten, and something you're just like that. like, nope, that. that's yeah, a rap. That was, never that was, wanted nope, to do it again. No, no. Well, you're
3: missing out on a good time. No, no need. Although I could see maybe like the giraffe on stilts element, you know, on skates, kind of just sliding all over. Yeah, no? I just, here's
6: here's, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the, at this point now at my age, it's like that's just an in, that's just an unnecessary injury waiting to happen. So I'm just going to pass <laughs> on it.
3: I'm i just, it.
6: I've gotten by this far without doing it, okay. and so you know.
3: All right, very fair. Mm-hmm. Fair. Speaking of Louisiana, though, the New Orleans Saints got a good win this week against the Seattle Seahawks, 39-32. Taysom Hill have been day my friend but unfortunately for Seattle uh, the outcome not so great for star running back Rashad Penny um, Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll telling reporters today is a broken fibula will need surgery will be out for the remainder of the season a massive loss for that Seattle team
6: yeah Kenneth Walker though I mean they spent a high draft pick on Kenneth Walker and he's gonna get the run now for them this is nothing to do with betting. If you're a fantasy player, this is where you just empty the tank, right? Like if you have like if you if you play in a league that has like where you pay money, you know, fab or whatever, it's not just based on the, the your waiver position, or whatever. You empty the empty the tank on this because like you just don't get a chance to get a guy in an offense that has actually moved the ball. And look, they're not going to win a bunch of games, Seattle, because their defense is absolutely garbage. You score thirty two and you give up thirty nine, but like. They're going to move the ball and score points, and so like getting a dude that that moves the ball and scores points is that's going to be a, a huge huge for a pickup in week six of fantasy. Well, but, yeah.
3: Congrats to all of you who get him, because meanwhile I'm the girl that has Rashad Penny on her team and is feeling mm, it, not so great. And you're great the one that doesn't. You anymore. can't pay to
6: buy him. You no, can't just buy. Him. We don't do yeah, that. You don't do all that um, stuff. Yeah. This, so, look, this is. Uh, this leads us into a Saints, you know, they're one-and-a-half-point dogs at home to Cincinnati. I think that's very fair because I think this is priced as if doesn't really matter which quarterback we're getting. I can't imagine this is going to sway one way or another, whether Jameis decides to come back or whether it's Andy Dalton. I mean, again, like we were talking about, Dalton is what he is, and Jameis Hurt kind of is what he is. And I don't think you're really looking at, you know, too much of a difference here. The Alave thing is a little bit concerning. Alave had to leave the game for the Saints, and so maybe if he has to sit out, this is certainly not near the dynamic team. I think it's a buy point on on Cincinnati regardless, right? I mean, you're, you're looking here at a Saints squad that just doesn't get much pressure on the quarterback, right? And, like, the problem... With Burrow has just been this, this offensive line that I keep thinking is going to gel at some point. It's just not gelling whatsoever. But uh, you know he shouldn't have that big of a problem with New Orleans. And so I think it's a, a buy point in them at a point and a half. But yeah, it's um, it's it's sort, certainly both two teams right here that are in desperate desperate need. Four wins if they are going to try to have make any sort of run whatsoever.
3: Well, swing that into a little bit of what mm-hmm. we saw last night on Sunday Night Football with the Bengals and Ravens going head-to-head. Baltimore gets the 19-17 win. Even, you thought again, honestly, mm-hmm. that they were going to lose um, outright after having a 10-plus point lead, but they were able to pull it together. Justin Tucker with the incredible field goal-kicking acumen that that man has. And this is the look that he gave, right? In the, yeah. the go-ahead kick earlier in the game. I loved that. The are you not entertained. And you entertained. get the post-game but, interview
6: with the kicker. Epic. Too. Like, like like with the kicker, it's like it's like th- if you know how a game gets decided, if you know that there was nothing to really to write home about during the course of the game, it's when you know that the post game interview was with the kicker. Like that's when you know you're like, yeah. can't really talk to Lamar. He didn't have that great a game. Can't really talk to no one really had that great a game. Let's talk to the kicker. And like that's, I sent you guys this this tweet that you know next gen stats showed that if the goalposts were only a half a yard wide. He's he still would have made the field goal. That's how He's like that that's how much he split it right down the middle with this. Um, you know what do I take away from this game is a lot of the same with both of these teams. Like Cincinnati now, I think I do drop them down a couple of pegs in my mind because again, if, if if we hadn't figured this out by week five, I would like to have seen more steps in the right direction. Right, like that's that's the other thing. It's just like, hey, look, at least show me that. This is like moving moving towards, you know, what you, the ultimate goal is going to be. That's just not the case with Cincinnati. And then on the Ravens side of things, like, man – it was just a slog out there from an offensive standpoint. How many now,
3: missed throws did Lamar yes, have in this yes. game?
6: I mean, like, it is one of those deals where if Lamar didn't have his legs and was able to just go win the game on his own by running at the end, like, you know, they they definitely would have lost because he he just didn't have it throwing. And that's maybe that's some of the apprehension maybe from the Ravens from giving him the long-term guaranteed contract deal or something. It's just like you do see games like this. That being said, look, it, Cincinnati couldn't take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. They still win. 19 to 17 and they're sitting in they're sitting pretty as well right now in this division so it's uh it's teams that I thought were gonna take steps back certainly not right now at least a few of them I mean the only one that I guess I'm I was right about was Green Bay
3: <laughs> yeah there you go yeah um, real quickly though just to Final thought there on the Ravens. John Harbaugh said Marcus Williams is going to miss significant time. He dislocated his wrist. Um, They've got him on the IR now and said that Rashad Bateman might be back this week with a foot injury, but just a couple injury updates there for Baltimore forward.
6: That was was six when it opened in favor of the Ravens. It's down to five now at at DraftKings. People quick to jump on that six on the Giants. And, you know, look, probably rightfully so because they were able to figure out how to get it done Without any wide receivers like whatsoever, I mean, Wandell Robinson out again, Kadarius Tony out yet again this past week. Both of them trending in the right direction to be back, if not this week, definitely the week after that. And you kind of look, and we were we were talking last week about like, ah, oh, you know, who's the coach of the year at this point? But. It's probably Brian Dayball at this point.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's probably him
6: (laughs) at this point. Like, I mean, after that win, he's got to be your leader in the clubhouse.
5: When
3: we get to overreaction Monday for you, I've got a couple little gems when it comes to the Giants coming up. But you're right. I mean, this team offensively didn't have so many of their weapons. You've got a quarterback in Daniel Jones, too, who's been beat up. He was limited Mm -hmm. at practice all week long. And credit Brian Dable, I think, for putting Daniel Jones in situations to have success, right? Like, yep. the things that they're doing are making him an effective quarterback. They're having Daniel Jones do the things that he's good at and not forcing him to do things that he's not. What a recipe.
6: And <laughs> the, the thing, too, is like, you know, I was worried about, and the reason why I was so adamant about, I didn't, you know, I actually we said don't play the Packers on the spread. We mm-hmm. were talking about a, a teaser, like, but the reason I was so adamant just the Packers are going to win – from a teaser standpoint, was because, hey, the thing that Daniel Jones really brings to the table is his, his, his mobility. mobility yep. He ran 10 times in this game. Like, he, so whatever was wrong with this ankle that, like, let it right up till game time here or whatever, like the, he, he ran 10 mm-hmm. times in this game. So they, they, either the ankle wasn't as bad or they gave him some of the real good stuff yeah. because, like, I mean, he he took off and ran, well, like, a bunch.
3: And credit the defense for those last couple of plays against Aaron Rodgers. The tip passes on third and fourth down, and, like, I – I'm surprised that they didn't at least try to run the ball once at some point in that sequence. But like, credit to the Giants' defense for what they were able to do. Big win. The Jets and Giants now are both over 500 for the first time simultaneously since 2015. Who'd have thought? Everybody in New York just jumping for joy out there. Yeah, unless you're a Mets fan. Sorry, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have thrown that and, out
6: there. And, and like, it's one of those. It's one of those things too. Like we're sitting here, like uh, the Giants. You have to like take them. For real at this point, I mean, like, this is like, this is no longer joking around. I mean, like, there are games on this schedule against the Jags, against the Seahawks, mm-hmm. against the Texans, against the Lions. Like, they are going to win some games.
3: Which is funny, because just last week, we were talking going into this game, right? Like, two, and one teams, who's more legit? And we were like, okay, well, obviously, mm-hmm. long-term, it's going to be the Packers. They're going to figure things out. But maybe they are just kind of what we thought they were, and maybe that's how they're going to be moving forward. And the Giants are better than we've been giving them credit for.
6: I think... I think for sure. I think absolutely for sure. And listen, if these wide receivers look, they they spent they spent high draft capital on Wondell Robinson. Like they spent, if if he is even. 85% 85 mm-hmm. percent of what they were praying whenever they drafted him that he could be when he finally comes back from this injury. I mean, like this is this team is getting it done with with nobody. I mean, they're getting it done with. I'm not going to say bums, but you know, re, let's just call it middle tier. How about that? One? Middle tier wide receivers. <laughs> Look at you toeing that, that line. Yes, That's yeah, beautiful. <laughs> like you know something like that. So I mean, if if again, if they have if these guys that they spent all this draft capital on over the last couple of seasons are even remotely in the neighborhood of what they thought they could be. This team could be very interesting.
3: I agree. Um, and for a team in Green Bay that I had early on, I said I think maybe Bills-Packers could be the Super Bowl. I'm feeling less and less likely. I think the Giants – I mean, the, the Packers can still win 9-10 games, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, as a Super Bowl contender, they're lost in my mind. We're going to step aside, but Julian Edlow of DraftKings is going to join us next, get into his view on Monday Night Football and a little NBA talk mm. for you. Get excited. All
6: right, let's do it.
3: Basketball season is ready to tip off, and now's the time to grab your VCN Pro Basketball Betting Guide with season prep on all 30 teams. Our hoops experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, give you strategy and advice as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. We also have five betting tips for beginners in the NBA betting sphere. Give yourself an edge this NBA season and get the VSIN NBA betting guide by becoming a VCN Pro subscriber today at VCN.com slash subscribe. Matt Brown and Stormy Von and Tony with you back here for VCN Final Countdown. And we'll get into a little bit of Hoops here in a moment, because we will bring in DraftKings NBA and NFL betting analyst Julian Edlow. Welcome in, Julian. I, what's it like for you right now, starting the crossover time with your two primary sports?
1: Oh man, the crossover is busy, um, extremely busy. So it you know you're in the middle of NFL season, and you've got to find the time to look ahead to NBA and get prepared for opening night. Get prepared for the futures. So for you really got to pick one or the other to, to call your primary. So I'm, I'm more of a basketball better. I'm an NBA guy. So my focus is kind of going to be on the NBA. And then the NFL is just going to have to take a back seat and you kind of slow that volume down.
3: So as of today, though, I know you're still NFL heavy because we have Monday Night Football, and I saw you've already got some bets in the account. So let's start there before we get over to hoops. Um, Patrick Mahomes is 22 and three in divisional games. He's been particularly good against Vegas. Do you think that that continues tonight on Monday Night Football?
1: Yeah, I do, and uh, I have the I have the Chiefs as the last leg of a teaser. I teased him with the Niners. Uh, didn't need to. That was a that was a beatdown. But now I need the Chiefs to win this one to. Uh, to get out of it. But I think that they will Patrick Mahomes is seven and one against the Raiders in his career. I put out on Twitter today, the scores of all those games, he's putting up 37.4 points per game in those eight games overall. And those seven wins are by an average of 18.75 points per game. So Patrick Mahomes has owned the Raiders in his career. Um, I, I think he's on pace to be, you know, whatever Brady versus the bills, had some ridiculous record. It just seems like he's on pace for that type of record. And you look at, you know, what have you done for me lately? These two teams last season. I know the Raiders are a little bit different. The Chiefs are now without Tyree Hill. 48 to 9 and 41 to 14 were the two scores last year. So I think that the Chiefs, that team totals there at 30.5. I think that that's something they probably go over. And I think they're going to get this win at home.
6: Julian, you got a couple of player props as well. Let's start on the receiving side of things, and you think MVS kind of starts to have – let's not call it a breakout game here, but just a a game that he's going to need to have as they uh, move move forward throughout the season here.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty modest receiving prop. It was 40-and-a-half last I looked on on DraftKings Sportsbook. 41, 42, these things can go up a little bit. It's just a really good situation for him. He's gone over – like, he was a deep ball guy in Green Bay – And now he's kind of fitting in as more of a system receiver in Kansas City with all the guys that they got to uh, replace Tyree Kale. So he's gone over in three of the four games so far. And then matchup-wise, you get a cushy matchup at home against a Raiders defense that hasn't been good against the pass. And Juju Smith-Schuster pulled a hammy on on Saturday. It sounds like he's going to play, but what if he tweaks it again? What if he's limited at all? That's just more volume for MVS, so... Really low number. I like uh, Valdez Scantling to go over that 40 and a half receiving yards.
3: I'm sensing a theme here that the Raiders defense hasn't just been bad against the past. They've been struggling uh, in a variety of areas here. Looking at Isaiah Pacheco coming off an 11 attempt, 63-yard performance at Tampa Bay against the Bucks. I'm not sure if you expect that kind of volume and number again, but his total is sitting pretty low there in the 20s. What do you make of it?
1: Yes, you are. You are sensing correctly, Stormy, that the Raiders are going to give up some yards and points tonight, in my opinion, and I think a lot of people's opinion. But this rookie running back for Kansas City has looked really good. Like if you've watched any of these games, he is running with some pop. And uh, I think we I think we kind of all maybe got to look at it in the primetime game against Tampa on Sunday Night Football last week. But this is a guy that The two games that he's gone well over this number were were kind of blowouts. He got a lot of carries late against the Cardinals when they destroyed them in week one. And then last week, Kansas City had a pretty healthy lead over Tampa for most of the game. But just given the way the, the backs have looked and in terms of yards per carry and stuff, I think this is a guy that Kansas City should want to ease into the offense more regardless of game script and score. So I think that he could get a role in this game early. And then if Kansas city just winds up running away with it, like they have in a lot of these games against the Raiders, this is the kid that's going to be running the ball late. So like we're looking at 21 and a half. I think it ticked up to 22 and a half on DraftKings Sportsbook. like three, four carries this dude can get there. So if he gets anything like he did in double digits last week, I think we sail over this.
6: Julian, let's flip over to the NBA and I actually like your first one here. My Biggest offseason bet is a yes on the New Orleans Pelicans to make the playoffs. And you kind of look at this depth chart here, and I understand it might not be super deep, but whenever you look at these starters in-, in McCollum and Ingram, and I thought Herb Jones really started to come on towards the end of last year. You add Zion back in the mix, and and Valanciunas has just been solid for a while now. I think that this team could really, really, at least in the regular season, do some damage. I don't know if they're built for the long haul in the playoffs, but you like the over on the wins and, and said you might even consider some of the alts as well.
1: Yeah, I think this team is going to come out of the gates uh, really strong, which they did not last year. No Zion. Uh, they hadn't acquired uh, CJ McCollum yet. Brandon Ingram was dinged up. They started the year, I think three and 16. That team made the playoffs last year. They won two play in games and made the playoffs by the time they kind of glued it all together. And that was without Zion. I think that this team is going to be really exciting in the Western Conference. I think they're going to care about the regular season because they haven't really had a successful year with this group yet. Um, So, you know, a lot like Memphis last year, a lot like a Cleveland last year, a team that kind of went above and beyond what we thought they could do in the regular season. The Pelicans have the talent. You mentioned it. C.J. McCollum now in for a full training camp and preseason, full year. Brandon Ingram zion looks like you know everybody always says in in training camp you're in the best shape of your life zion looks like he's in really good shape if you have watched him Valanciunas in the middle graham is a bench scorer alvarado is scrappy um you mentioned herb jones who's a really good glue guy uh they have they have a lot of pieces trey murphy like this team is deep talented and i think they're gonna care so pelicans over 44 and a half wins for me there's some juice there to it that's fine They're minus 165 on DK Sportsbook to make the postseason. And then you can get them 48 and a half wins is the alt win total on DraftKings 200 for over 48 and a half. You're just looking for four more than you need to cash the regular win total at minus 140. I'm a fan of that. I think this team can win 50 games and avoid the play in round altogether and make the postseason. And then we'll see what they do from there.
3: Another team that is getting star power healthy, the Los Angeles Clippers, the favorite to win the NBA title this year. I am a Kawhi Leonard stan, and it has been a very long time since we have seen my guy out there on the court, but he and Paul George both expected to be back healthy. What's one approach that you might consider when it comes to betting on the Clippers this year?
1: Yeah, so the Clippers are, they're the favorites, and it's like we just need to see it all come together, and we've seen them get close with all the talent, but we haven't seen it, quite get there and this has got to be the year that it comes together so I, i'm not backing them in in the futures market to win it all or win the west or anything but the suns are a team that i'm i'm down on uh and i haven't bet against them yet the pelicans are the only thing i've, I've gone in on and I'm, I'm in on them a bunch of different ways i do want to fade the suns in some ways and the clippers you can get at minus 130 just to have we have head-to-head win totals up so or just basically money line. Who, who gets more wins. The Clippers are minus 130 to win more games than the Suns. We saw that the Suns lost to a team that was not an NBA team in preseason. Uh, they had a chance to come back and, uh, you know, bounce back against the Lakers in preseason. They didn't. They didn't look very good in that game. DeAndre Ayton and Monty Williams, hey, we haven't talked since, however, last season. And that game seven against Dallas might have broken the Suns. And they've kind of maxed out for a couple of years I think they. I think that chemistry is a little bit broken. I think Chris Paul's getting a little bit old. So Clippers to win more games than the Suns is one of a few ways I'm, I'm thinking about fading Phoenix.
6: Julian, I know you don't have anything um, in the in the sheet here, but just curious about your thought from the MVP side of things. We got nine different guys under twenty to one to to win the MVP. We have a obviously just a a massive massive talent pool in the NBA right now of dudes that just do it yeah. all right and so curious as to what your thoughts here i mean it's you know easy to say lucas the favorite but it, you're only getting 425 on him right so i'm just it's not the type of bet i like to make locking up money for you know 8 months for a 425 so is there anybody out there that you kind of have your eye on that maybe's a little bit longer
1: i don't really like betting this preseason like last mm. year i bet jokic with a month left in the season at plus 160 and cashed it right so like i just don't want to throw too many darts at these numbers um i do have some zion plus four thousand mm-hmm. as i mentioned i'm a pelicans guy if he plays a lot of games maybe he gets there but yeah I, I, for me like this market is going to be up all year we don't know who's going to be hurt we don't know who's going to look like what and easily could have won one a couple years ago but he misses games here and there I just think well, as the season goes on is when you want to get invested in this. There's just too much talent to guess right now. Oh, this is the guy it's going to be.
3: Julian, we're up against it, but who's tanking for Victor Wembanyama?
1: Oh, man, everybody. You guys <laughs> watch those games out Seriously. in Vegas. That dude, that is the best. I don't know who's going to get him, the Thunder, the Magic, yeah. whatever. That's the best prospect I've seen since LeBron James.
3: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Julian. Appreciate your time, pal.
1: Anytime. Thank you guys for having me.
3: That's Julian Edlow does great work over at DraftKings. Check out the written work at DKNation and at Julian Edlow on Twitter. We're going to get back to football when we come back on the other side with v Final Countdown. It's Overreaction Monday, or is it Appropriate Reaction Monday?
0: Zigazoo has made me zigzag.
4: Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check
5: out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't
4: even supposed to my channel.
5: That's
4: my day, <laughs> CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever.
2: iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
4: This is Visa's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt
1: Brown on v the sports betting network.
3: Welcome back to VEASAN Final Countdown, this segment presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands there's one the right time to make a change. Everybody's timeline's a little different. Everyone's on their own the timeline. Everybody's on their own A little,
6: little, 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 little different. But whenever you feel... A little feel, different journey. Are you
3: ready to mm-hmm. make that first step toward change? Because if you that's are... That's what you ask yourself. Zinn's there for you. Mm-hmm.
6: That's what you do. Go to
3: zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. If you want to learn more, this product contains nicotine and nicotine. Is an addictive chemical. Rolling along here, hour one, moving and grooving, going back to. It's not an
6: addictive chemical? What? Losing your behind in the <laughs> NFL on a Sunday. That is not an addictive chemical. I'm not addicted to that. That was that. that we're gonna try to I'm, put that
3: behind I'm us. I'm gonna
6: kick that. Yeah, we're gonna kick that right to the curb.
3: We're gonna put that behind us as, as much uh, as possible.
6: I should have known it was gonna go to hell as soon as it, when Teddy Bridgewater went out in the first series. I should uh, this this. I love the, it.
3: Immediately we get the yeah. text. Steph and I get the text in the chain. You didn't even like, know who I was talking about? Did you? You seventh round rookie quarterback. Awesome. <laughs> love that.
6: <laughs> y'all are like, I don't even know what he's talking about. In, like, well, oh. Well, okay, I wasn't yeah.
3: watching that game. Um, and then I clicked over and I was like, oh, rough, <laughs> rough, r- rough, rough. R- r-
6: Uh, Hey, just real
3: quickly, Mm -hmm. what do you think about kind of the overcorrection, I guess, perhaps potentially – From all of the concussion stuff, because I I think we see the two instances where Teddy Bridgewater goes out the first game Mm -hmm. and he clears the initial protocols. And then by the new rules that have just been instituted this past week, an outsider says, actually, no, like, let's not worry about it. Let's not do it. And then you have Tom Brady and the roughing the passer call that was very clearly not a roughing the passer call changed potentially the outcome of the game because the Atlanta Falcons were obviously... Driving, they were on the comeback trail, they had the opportunity the to get the thing ball we back. We say all the
6: time, We can't prove that the game would have turned out differently, but there would have been the, the opportunity. opportunity for exactly. the game to turn out differently. Yeah, so
3: that was one of the big takeaways I feel like I had from Sunday that was okay, we're you know, this is day one of people actually paying attention to concussions now, and they're not gonna yeah. mess with it at all.
6: And, well, and, and Teddy Bridgewater, since he had two last year. Like, yeah. he wasn't getting back in that game. He could have been on the sideline and cured world hunger and, like, like, invented I... a new part of the Pythagorean theorem or something. It wouldn't have mattered. Like, he was not getting back in that game no matter what. Like, I that was never happening. I these new
3: helmets were supposed to, like, help prevent concussions. And I feel like we've seen more and, like, more visually scary ones than we ever have before. Yeah. And it's we're five weeks into the season. Yeah, it
6: was like I, – I, I knew, like, real quick. I was like, yeah, this one – this one is uh this one this bet is over but listen it, it's a bet I'm a, I'd much rather prefer them be safe with these dudes and yeah. all the things like that like I'm just saying like from a better lens I was just saying I knew right then and there I was like yeah this is over The
3: Tom Brady I, one was I lost just
6: this. Yeah. I was like, I've lost it now the Tom Brady thing that we can say is like come on dude Jerome boger has been he's been bad for a while now and then like with this it's it's just we've got to do something I mean like we got to do something like why why there's only there's only 32 of there. Yeah. There's only like 30, how many refs, refs per per game? Like, you know, whatever. There's only like Four. 20 of these guys. Yeah. So like there's not like 20 of these guys on the face of the planet. Like they're probably more rare than like astronauts. Like seriously, like do we, can we not find somebody that makes like horrible decisions on the regular? Like, can't we find someone that does a little bit better of a job? I mean, seriously, there's, there's, there's 16 games a week max in the NFL. Like, we only need, like, 20 refs that are that are capable of doing their in job. In this
3: case, I just feel terrible because defensive players have it so bad. Like, it's so tough for them to figure out the exact body position that they're actually allowed to hit somebody, and then when somebody does do it right. And Tom Brady tried to kick him in the, you mm-hmm. know? Like, if somebody should have been in trouble on that play. Sorry, Steph. I know you love your you some Tom. Yeah. But, like, he was the one that was in the wrong on that play. Yes. But, that was anyways. A, that
6: was a... Perfect form, like you—you were—that is how you were taught to do. There he didn't is, there, slam him no, to the there, ground. That's how you
3: he didn't lay, lay Tom Brady's six, four,
6: and like whatever, like you—he—you got to get him down somehow. You can't just yeah. like—I mean, he's not one of—he's not Kyler Murray, where like Grady Jarrett could like one arm Kyler Murray to the ground, where like that's not a big problem. But like Tom Brady's a big dude, like you got to get him down. He got him down, it wasn't rough. It was just although it wasn't Brady, it was. Brady
3: wasn't wrong in his press conference, he said, yeah. "I don't throw the flags," and that's true. Fair. Um, You can only fair. Um, Let's get into some overreactions Mm -hmm. on this overreaction Monday. And one I am particularly excited about is that the Los Angeles Rams defending Super Bowl champions are not a playoff team. Matt Brown to make the playoffs are minus 135 to miss. You're getting plus money. You're getting plus 105 and they are no longer the class of the NFC West through five weeks.
6: Listen, this team as currently constructed the way that they are running this offense no, they are not a playoff team. And I'll tell you this, to get plus money right now, they have games against the Niners, against the Bucks, a Cardinals team that at that point will have DeAndre Hopkins back and it will have, have had him back for a week. So that like maybe he gets his way worked into the offense. There are games with the Chiefs still on the schedule. Maybe the Packers get things figured out by the time they play in December. This, is, this team could very, very easily be looking up and be a sub-500 team. And and I know that's, this is not an overreaction. This is not like me being a prisoner of the moment. It is, this is a team that does not have it figured out on the offensive side of the ball right now. This offensive line is atrocious. Matthew Stafford, poor guy. I mean, listen, there is definitely something wrong with his arm, too. Like, I'm 100% convinced of that. Like, this guy, for all of the stuff that went on with him in Detroit, at least he was accurate. I mean, like, you know, I mean, he is missing some throws that you, Matthew Stafford just doesn't miss. But at the same time... He's probably pressing a pretty good amount because this offensive line is so horrible. So, yeah, I mean, it, again, you can start counting the losses on there Niners, Bucks, Chiefs, Packers, Chargers. Maybe the Cardinals, maybe the Saints. I mean, like, there are maybe seven more losses mm-hmm. on this. On this, thing. I mean, they're going to lose them all. But, like, there's there's seven more losable games out right. there for this squad.
3: And as far as the thought process on their offensive line, it doesn't help that the last two games you've played two of the best pressure teams. Mm-hmm. Like, the Cowboys were bringing it constantly. They had 12 quarterback hits, 20 pressures, five sacks, On Matthew Stafford, three takeaways. They now have 85 pressures on the season. Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence have just been really, really exciting. And it's like you shut one guy down and the other guy is the one that's that's beating you.
6: You know, just just because I like to see the most competitive versions of all these teams. I know Micah Parsons now dealing with this like injury, groin groin injury that's going on with them. They said this morning on... The radio, because, you know, that's all the Cowboys owners do is just get on radio shows all, all week long. They said in the radio this morning that they think it's trending in the right direction, that they think that he'll be okay for Sunday night football this week. But, again, what are they going to say? They're certainly not going to tell us on Monday that he's not going to be out there on Sunday night. So
3: Obviously, yeah. they have the Eagles coming up this week, but the Cowboys are legit Super Bowl contenders, 22-1. to 1. You buying on it?
6: Listen, let me tell you what I'm not buying real quick. Love you, Dave Ross, but still, this Cooper Rush love. I mean, like the dude, <laughs> the dude threw for hundred and two yards. A starter, the starter baby. Dude, the dude threw for hundred and two yards, and we're all like, they hey, did, Cooper yeah. Rush is like, he's, did, he's
3: fine. They he, did not win that game because no, of just offensive a, prowess. He is
6: a defense. He's a it, it, the defense won the game. The pressure on Matthew Stafford won the game. Cooper Rush didn't lose them the game, which is all I'm saying. It's a fine story. He's he's done fine. He has done what they mm-hmm. asked him to do, which is just come in and try not to lose us games. Awesome. That's great. He's a free agent at the end of this year. There's not going to be a bidding war for Cooper Rush. I can I can promise you this. Like, it's not going to happen. Like, the dude is – it's fine. And so I will this,
3: say the plus five and a half was, like, my best best bet of the week. So, all so this I'm very nonsense happy that about, I got like, one that came You realize, through.
6: like, all they're talking about today on all these talk shows is if, if Dak can play, are they going to play him or Cooper Rush? Like – what are you talking it's about? Well they're going to play Dak Prescott. Like, that's this, how you
3: can tell those are like sports talk networks, yeah. and we are a different entity. Like they're going to play not Dak not Prescott. Yeah, it's like, what do
6: you mean? Of course they're going to play Dak Prescott. Like this is insanity. But um, yeah, look, the Cowboys with this defense. Again, we just keep keep talking about this. Michael Parsons thing. Random.
3: If they he beat is, the Eagles this week, what's that number going to go to? From it's in twenty-two to twenty-five Ooh. to one range
6: right now. Hat cut in half. Cut in half half easily. If
3: you think that they can beat the Eagles, bet it now. If you don't, then wait for it to get longer and maybe jump in on the other side if you think that they're legit. By the way, while we talked about the Rams, they are uh, not playoff contenders. The Giants are plus 105 for them to make the postseason.
6: They're going to make the postseason. This is not a – they're going to make the postseason.
3: Take the plus money price.
6: They are going to get – listen, they are going to get healthier. They are – listen, at this point – they might be buyers, right? I mean, like th- they might be. We just talked about the, the Panthers mm-hmm. are going to be fire selling, right? I mean, they're this is a team that's in a complete rebuild that has already come out and kind of said, "Hey, look, make us some offers, and if it's good, then then we'll take it." If you look at what the Giants have, and we've got a graphic for you here, this schedule. Yeah, I understand Ravens could be could be bad news, but Jags is certainly winnable, Seahawks is certainly winnable, Texans is certainly winnable, Lions is certainly winnable two games against the commanders who might be the third worst team in all of the NFL the colts are nothing like what we thought they were going to be there's there are there are six or seven more wins on this schedule for this Giants team, I tell you what, if they win 10 games, they're going to be in the playoffs.
3: Looks like so far we're having some appropriate reactions mm-hmm. to some of these quote-unquote takes. So we'll revisit some more yeah, overreactions we'll later on in the show. A little bit later. Um, we got to get our pro tip in this hour. There's 20 of them every single day here at the network. Really, really awesome stuff. And the one we got in this first hour is actually from our guy Julian Edlow. Like, don't think that you have to get all of your futures bets in for awards markets before the season starts. There could be value in season.
6: Yeah, especially the shorter shot guys, like those numbers aren't really going to change for the first 6 to 8 weeks of the season. Now, if you want to get like a 40, 50, 60 to 1 guy in your account because listen, if that goes your direction, that number's only going to plummet, right? Like those are fine, but any of the shorter shot guys like he was saying, they're they're all going to be there 6 to 8 weeks from now.